0: All right, good morning, beautiful people. I want to thank you for joining me. I am Nube, your host here at Prison Focus Radio on KPOO San Francisco 89.5. We're going to have a little bit of a different show this morning. Um, Yeah, I, at the last minute, um, found out about a kind of a coalition of folks that were doing um, an action today or an event in three different places to support the Free Rochelle Sincu McGee campaign. And so if you can hear in my voice, I'm pretty tired. Um, I had intended uh, for some things to happen last night, um, but found out that uh, I needed, I wanted to get up early to participate at this um, gathering that was taking place at the Marin County Courthouse in San Rafael. This is, of course, for many of us in the movement, a very historic place, and I am going to get to that um, in a little bit. I also want to share with you, to be honest, um, that I am tired today. Um, I didn't get much sleep. And I know a lot of people in this movement feel that sense of fatigue sometimes. We are out here. um, We are out here working hard. Many people have been in this movement to support the prisoners for decades. Uh, Many of us have experienced the death of our loved ones inside. And it's really, really difficult. And yet, we have to carry on. And so I really wanna send out my clenched fist of solidarity, warm embrace to all of you. And when you feel tired, um, know that you are in a labor of love And we just have to continue. And some days are going to be harder than others. Um, I had the privilege of standing between two elders today at the Marin County Courthouse. Men that know all too uh, closely and intimately uh, what went down. With uh, Jonathan Jackson trying to free his brothers, um, again, I'm going to get to that a little bit later in the show, but I just wanted to uh I just wanted to be honest with you that there's there's fatigue, and with that, I wanted to share something just personal also about some of where that that tiredness comes from. Um, As many of you know, my loved one, Malik Washington, um, is awaiting the judgment uh, from the feds around whether he is going to be uh, set back to jail. Um, Because he is being retaliated against for standing up as a free world citizen, um, a responsible and loving member of the community uh, by speaking up about a COVID outbreak that happened inside the uh, Taylor Street facility run by the for-profit prison corporation, GEO, uh, down in the Tenderloin, where he is being held captive instead of being given home confinement with me. Um, Just another example of how this sick system, the prison-industrial-slave complex uh, that is the result of this capitalist, white, pathological, imperialist country uh, shows uh, itself in the form of punishment, exploitation, dehumanization, um, rather than seeing people as human beings. And he was supposed to be on the... We were going to be in conversation and talk about what has been taking place and be able to give a little bit more intimate view around um, why holding people captive is inhumane, is unjust... And it is simply wrong. And what we are all continuing to, to fight for, uh, to break down so that people have the opportunity to live self-determined, empowered, beautiful lives um, that are about people over profits people and planet over everything. Where what we are doing is caring for one another and seeing, acting in shared humanity where our actions help to create a world where people can be at their best, where they have every opportunity to be at their best and live in their full potential. But the reason that you are only listening to my voice is again, because Malik has been denied home confinement. He is now because he is being retaliated against for speaking up and in being charged for, um, not being where he should be. Um, you know, basically of the way I see it is, you know, he didn't get his, his, what do you call that? The, when you need permission to leave the classroom, to go to the bathroom, you didn't get your hall pass. (sighs) Um, And so he has to be quiet right now. He's not allowed to speak to certain people. He's not allowed to speak in certain places. And one of those places is the radio. You know why? Because that's speaking to the people. The unauthorized contact with the public so and these things are difficult on relationships these are things are difficult on families and we don't really take time to think about what that really means when we incarcerate someone when we criminalize people when we criminalize people's existence and we, we, these are, you know, it's just a a sophisticated, um, it's the black codes, it's Jim Crow laws, it's just a sophisticated form of black codes and Jim Crow laws and modern day slavery is taking place within our prisons and it's not just about exploiting people for their labor we know that that happens but by the very existence of a body in these what people are calling gulags, hellholes, anything but a place where people can heal and quote rehabilitate and restore um, their very existence in that place allows for exploitation and it creates environments that uh, are weakened so they can exploit that as well and continue to keep people in a revolving door uh, state of existence. It's unconscionable that Malik cannot be here speaking with me about how the retaliation is affecting our relationship, how it affects me, how it affects the people at work, how it affects, um, you know, there's, there's a psychological effect. There is an emotional effect that people don't get to see. So I'm tired. But I'm also, I'm in pain because I know that other people are experiencing far worse Malik is in the halfway house. He has a date. There is an end to this. There are people who are loved by people who have been caged for decades for no other reason than this sick system can hold them. This is wrong. This should go against everything that we hold dear about what it means to live in, with human dignity and respect. They are snatching our children and they are holding them until they are elders. How we have allowed ourselves to live decade after decade Let's first say century after century and move into now decades and decades and decades after the, quote, Emancipation Proclamation, which was really just a lie. I really challenge you to get deep and think about what's important if your relationships with the people in your life and your friends are more important to you and the life around you is more important than the money that you make and the things that you have, then thank goodness you are still human. So this morning... I got up at 6 o'clock, or I tried. I was really tired. (laughs) Um, So I could get to the gathering at the courthouse to be in solidarity with my beautiful comrades around freeing Rochelle McGee. So I would like to read something to you so that you know something about Rochelle. He is the longest-held political prisoner in the country and possibly the world, I believe. He's been inside now. He's been caged. He's been held captive for 58 years. Let's think about that. He is 82 years old. We can't let this stand. There is no reason. What is it that will make you call the governor? And I think when we hesitate, we've lost. There's some part of our humanity that gets chipped away. And if we let that happen too much, our humanity is in peril. I know a lot of you have heard me talk about the elders, the California hunger strike elders, the mostly men, and we know some women, who spent decades in solitary confinement being tortured by the system to break them, to keep them from being whole human beings, to, to muzzle them, break them, make sure that they do not get back to their communities As whole, empowered people, and to pass that on to the people in the community. That is the only reason why they've been held in solitary confinement and been held decades. Well, Rochelle, like I said, has been held for 58 years. This is a piece that was written in um, the uh, publication that comes out of the Party for Socialism and Liberation. The, The publication is called Liberation. This piece was written by Cameron Hurt, October 24th of 2020. I think it takes four minutes to read, it says. Quote, once the facts can be clearly established and shown to the people where these dogs are practicing slavery under the color of law, then this automatically requires a special investigation by the people to look for themselves. They will find that these judges are criminals. Unquote. Rochelle Sinkyu McGee. In the wake of the release of Jalil Muntakim. All progressive and revolutionary people should extend their full solidarity to the campaign to free Rochelle Sinkiu McGee. Rochelle McGee is the longest held political prisoner in the United States and the world. He has lived under the full weight of this rotten, racist California prison system for over 57 years. That's because this is last year. But still remains strong at 82 years old. Today is his 82nd birthday. In August, the PSL branches in Sacramento and Los Angeles held a letter-writing event in solidarity with Rochelle McGee. Black August is an annual commemoration of freedom fighters who lost their lives through the centuries of chattel slavery, segregation, and white supremacist terror. Even though Black August is over for 2020, work to free political prisoners like McGee must continue through the entire year. Born on March 17, 1939, in the small town of Franklinton, Louisiana, McGee grew up with the racial dynamics of the Jim Crow South only 62 years after Reconstruction. In 1955, McGee was first imprisoned at 16 years old after being charged in a racist Klan-affiliated court with, quote, aggravated attempted rape, unquote, for associating with a white woman. In the same year that Emmett Till was lynched for no reason other than reportedly offending a white woman, McGee was incarcerated in the infamous former plantation known as Angola State Penitentiary. After eight years in these horrid conditions and the confiscation of his family's property after his mother's death during his sentence, McGee was forced to relocate and make a new life for himself in Los Angeles. Again, there's that exploitation has nothing to do with labor. Incarcerate them, steal their property. Okay, it only took six months in Los Angeles for the white supremacist state to seize him again. And in 1963, he was beaten, hospitalized, and arrested. The Superior Court of Los Angeles County charged him with kidnapping and robbing an associate for $10 in a drug trade with a sentence of seven years to life. In 1970, after 15 long years in the system, McGee joined in an act of liberation that shocked the world, the Marin County Courthouse Rebellion. This rebellion was led by Jonathan Jackson, younger brother of black revolutionary communist George Jackson, William Christmas, and James McLean. Quote, slavery 400 years ago, slavery today, it's the same but with a new name. Michelle Sinq McGee. Michelle McGee was on the witness stand when the 17-year-old Jonathan Jackson broke into the courtroom, demanded the immediate release of the Soledad brothers, George Jackson, Felita Drumgo, and John Cluchette, Cluchet, and asked him if he wanted freedom. McGee responded, quote, Take these chains off. I'm a free man, unquote. In the tragic massacre of this modern-day slave rebellion, the San Quentin Guards shot and killed Jonathan Jackson, William Christmas, James McLean, and even Judge Harold Haley in a brutal onslaught. Only McGee survived, but he was critically wounded in the attack. McGee was slapped with murder and conspiracy charges, but was only convicted of simple kidnapping. Participating in this historic attempted liberation gave Rochelle a new perspective on life, making him identify deeply with the name Seng Kyu. Sengbei Pie, also known as Josephs, Seng- and the hear it might be Cinque, but I'm not sure, or Cinque, was a man of the Mende tribe born in modern-day Sierra Leone who was captured by slave traders and shipped to Havana in 1839. At the age of 25, he led a ship revolt on the Spanish schooner La Amistad, ultimately ending in the Supreme Court decision, United States v. the Amistad, in 1841, which acknowledged that they were free men escaping illegal kidnapping and restored their freedom. McGee has continuously drawn parallels between Q's just struggle against slave traders in 1839 and his attempt to break his unjust, racist confinement as a prison slave in 1970. Quote, You have to deal on your own tactics you have a right to take up arms to oppose any usurped government, particularly the type of corruption that we have today." Unquote, Rochelle McGee. McGee's story has been one of overcoming obstacles and tragedy, transitioning from an apolitical youth in a world set against him to devoting his life to freedom fighting. By 1971, he had become a conscious revolutionary and people's lawyer responsible for helping a number of people walk free. In the same way that McGee has put time and energy toward helping his fellow imprisoned comrades, those of us outside the walls must elevate his name and demand his freedom. With countless killer cops, robber barons, corrupt politicians and war criminals walking freely, it's unacceptable that someone is still imprisoned for continually resisting enslavement. The real criminals enjoy life from mansions and yachts while so many working class people of all colors suffer through poor sanitation, low quality food, abuse by correctional officers, and being locked out of opportunities after their sentences end. The Party for Socialism and Liberation showed solidarity during Black August with events and posts which centered the revolutionary Black liberation struggle. In August, the Los Angeles and Sacramento branches teamed up for a presentation which highlighted Rochelle McGee's case. August 7th marked 50 years since the Marin County Courthouse Rebellion. The year 2020, the year 2021 will mark the 50th anniversary of the Attica State Prison Uprising, which shook the U.S. to its core. The nationwide movement to free political prisoners has won many victories in recent years, from the freedom of Mike and Debbie Africa in 2018, Janet and Janine Africa in 2019, Delbert Africa and Jalil Muntakim in 2020. Rochelle McGee must be freed from the inhumane and unsanitary conditions of prisons and be granted compassionate release due to the risk of keeping an 82-year-old locked in wretched conditions. It's impossible to explain the agony and trauma McGee has been put through in 64 years of combined imprisonment. He spent the majority of ages 16 to 81 in prison. I'm going to read that again. He spent the majority of ages 16 to 81 in prison. And he can never get those years back. But we can fight for his release today. Free Rochelle McGee now. You can sign the petition. If you go to the website where I am reading this article, it's Liberation News, all one word, liberationnews.org, slash free, dash, Rochelle, dash, dash, McGee. Rochelle is R U C H E L L. Sing Q is C-I-N-Q-U-E and McGee is M-A-G-E-E. You can also write to him at Rochelle McGee, Rochelle R-U-C-H-E-L-L McGee M-A-G-E-E. M-A-G-E-E. His, n- His prison number is A nine two zero five one. Number T one one five. He's at the California Medical Facility, P.O. Box 2000, Vacaville, California, 95696-2000. And if you are hearing this um, some other part of the world, it is the United States. Um, there is a note here. Mail is reviewed, huh, reviewed, by correctional officers before reaching the political prisoner. Please do not mail sharp objects, hardcover books, inflammatory language, or anything that could endanger his freedom. Okay, we're gonna take a musical break. is a good days. If you are just joining us, this is Prison Focus Radio, and I am your host, New Bay Brown. And this is a little bit of a hard day. We were just listening to, before the song, I read an article about Rochelle McGee who has been caged for 58 years. Today is his 82nd birthday. I'm not ashamed of being in tears about this. And again, uh, I'm okay taking this personally. People are working really hard out here. People that love Rochelle who love the elders? Who love someone behind the walls? Um, while they feel there's there's joy to be had, and and positivity and hope, there's also pain that comes with it. I also just got news that another long-held, unjustly-held elder. Um, And I don't feel at liberty to say who it is, but nonetheless has suffered a massive stroke. Um, Our elders are dying inside, and we need to get them home. You hear me talk about um, the Liberate Our Caged Elders, I know I am focusing on a very specific class of prisoners. But this includes our elders, our political prisoners throughout the United States. Please call the governor at 916-445-2841 and demand the release of our elders. Please find your voice. This is a crime against humanity. There is no excuse for seeing it any other way. Period. And I don't believe that there is no place for tears. Our hearts are broken. They should be broken. And in that place, can you find it? Can you find the strength? in your broken heart, to have enough humanity to at least call the governor and tell him that you demand the release of our elders, like Rochelle McGee. Like Michael Durow Zah, who's aged 66. Actually, I think he just turned 67. He's been caged 32 years. He's been in solitary confinement for 30 years, and he has a life without parole sentence. That is death in prison. That is inhumane. Lewis Powell Jr., age 68, caged 46 years, 38 years in solitary confinement, eight parole denials, inhumane. This is a crime against humanity. Daryl Burnett, who we know as Ifuma, age 65, caged 46 years, spent 30 years in solitary confinement, has suffered 17 parole denials. This is a crime against humanity. Leonard Alexander, who we know as Jaffeo, Age 65, he's been caged 47 years. He spent 31 years in solitary confinement, has suffered 17 parole denials as well. This is a crime against humanity. Sitawa Nantabu Jama'a is still in a prison hospital. He is aged, now I'm sure it's 62, caged for 40 years. 32 of those years were spent in solitary confinement and he's been denied parole six times. This is a crime against humanity. Call the governor. Write Rochelle. Go to prisons.org and read the newspaper and educate yourself. Go to sfbayview.com and read the paper there and educate yourself. Do not let our people die in vain. They are fighting inside. Can we fight out here for them as well? If you listened to the show last week, you heard me speak to two remarkable women, Rebecca Jackson and Melody Fontilla. We were talking about Cameo House. Cameo House serves women with children who are trying to build, rebuild their beautiful lives outside of the the sick and inhumane carceral system that we have in place now so that they can restore and rehabilitate and rejuvenate while their kids are with them this program is essential and it needs to continue please support cameo house this is about women and children given the opportunity in this program, this long term but temporary program to rebuild, to restore, reclaim their lives while having their children with them. It is about to be defunded. I need you to call London Breed's office at 415-554-5977. Ask anybody there. I don't care who you talk to, but ask them if they know about Cameo House, you care about it, you want it to continue, this is essential for the health of our community and its community members, and you want it to continue. What are they doing about it? Call Shaman Walton's office. He is District 10 supervisor. Um, and the number there is five four seven six seven zero. Ask if they know about Cameo House. What are they doing about it? If they don't know, what are they doing about making sure that it does exist? You can also go to cjcj.org and see the campaign that this. These few people are putting everything into to try and get the funding that they need. Find out about Cameo House. You can listen to that show and this show and all the other shows wherever um, prison focus radio, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to prisons.org and hear it there at the California prison focus website. Please get involved, people, anywhere that you can. If you're listening to this show, please, it is about prisoners. It is about people that are being subjected to the prison industrial slave complex and its mode of destruction through violence and punishment. And we need to change that. Okay. All right. I did not want to subject you to listening to me blow my nose. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being here with me. Because I feel you with me. I know that I am not here alone. I want to extend my love and solidarity to all of you that have the opportunity to be listening behind the walls. And that love and solidarity extends to your families. I want to give you my email address for your families. Can talk to me and email me, get in touch with me through at nube at sfbayview.com. Nube, N like notorious, U like umbrella, B like beautiful, E like exuberant at sfbayview.com get in touch with me please um and you can call the SF Bayview as well and ask for me um again I know I am going to extend my love I'm being honest with you I'm being open with you about where I stand and how I'm feeling today um one of the things that I do want to share with you also is last week, I think it was last week, the last weekend, not the one that just passed, but the weekend before, we had a rally to free Malik and get uh, Geo out of California. We don't want these six systems in our midst. We want them gone. Please take a moment to consider how insidious, how sick it is that there is a for-profit prison corporation. For-profit. Now, if that isn't modern-day slavery, please tell me what is, if you could only think about it on economic terms. Profiting off of the caging of people? This is also the same uh, corporation that cages children, they run ice facilities, for crying out loud. People, we, to find no justification in any part of your being for this, please. And I don't want you to feel like I'm just bullying you. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I guess I just want you to recognize that it's really easy to fall prey to this narrative that the way the system is working deserves some justification. You know, last weekend, not the one that just passed, but the one before, I was surrounded by Such a beautiful rainbow coalition of diversity. But we were all on the same page around how we should be treating each other, about the world that we want, about the unfortunate um, commonality that we have around our oppression. And that we don't have to be silent I guess what I want you to hear is that through that pain and those tears, find each other and and be rejuvenated by one another and know that we are working on this and we feel the pain and we feel the fatigue because we actually care about this. We care about people. That we are rejecting what is being thrown at us. So feel it. Don't lose your humanity. Use that rage, that anger, that, that very deep sense of knowing that they're is an injustice taking place and use it to propel you forward and not stay silent. I don't like speaking in front of people, but I am rejuvenated by the people. And I'll speak where I have to because it's necessary. Because this system is hell-bent it survives on and it on our on our oppression that's the only way it knows how to survive so let's kill it <laughs> don't let it consume us There is a reason why we feel tired. There is a reason why we are angry. There is a reason why we keep fighting. Because we still have our humanity. We have each other. Find the power of the people. So I want to play you some of the speeches from the rally. Because this rally made a difference. I need you to know that. I need those of you are community members behind the walls and your families. This rally made a difference. And I can show you and, and share some of this on the radio. But my loved one can't be here with me talking about it. So we get to be their voices. There is a group of women. We are their voices. There is another group of women. Sisters with voices. We have the power. We need to recognize it. We will not be silent. We have a right to be free, and we don't need to ask other people for permission to be free. We have a right to be self-determined. We have a right to be free. We have a right to exist on our own terms, period. All right, we are going to listen to some speeches from uh, the Rally, the Free Malik Geo Atacali Rally. Uh, you will hear uh, Ariane Harrison, you will hear me. I will be reading the letter from Chesu Boudin and um, possibly uh, Jupiter, and then you will hear me again at the end talking about the San Francisco Bayview. Here we go. Oh, and you will be hearing Courtney Morris. Um, introducing Ariane Harrison. I want to give a big shout out to No Justice Under Capitalism and Courtney and the team over there, the coalition, which we are a part of, San Francisco Bayview. Um, but I really want to give a shout out to them because they were integral to the organizing of that uh, rally. They are an amazing coalition and really... Our hat's off to you. Uh, This is beautiful, beautiful work that they do and working with them uh, to organize this rally. We could not have done it without them. The um, Malik Washington Defense Committee, which I chaired, uh, really would not have been able to do this without the incredible organizing skills, again, of No Justice Under Capitalism. Courtney Morris, who was the MC for the day, Just did a phenomenal job. Definitely want to be giving a tremendous shout out to her and the team over there. All right, here we go.
3: Next up, we have Ariane Harrison, founder of the Marie Harrison Community Foundation, who has been advocating for the Bayview Hunters Point community for such a long time. Can we live? All we're asking in our community is, can we
2: live? Every day, our people be streamlined into the prison system. Black and brown bodies, black and brown bodies, streamlined from school systems, streamlined from community corner blocks and parks into the prison system. Whether you committed a crime or or not, do you know that you're guilty and to prove an innocent in my community? you are guilty, assume guilty, and to prove it, prove it innocent. If there's a description of somebody running down the street that is African-American, is it a tall black man? Is it a small black man? I wonder, what's, what's next? What's gonna happen with my sons? I'm a mother of two, of two African-American males. I'm a grandmother of two African-American, African-American males. We are being criminalized every single day as we breathe. We are a community that is burst on struggle. Our struggle is real, but so is the powers that will help us overcome it. We need all of you, and I'm so glad that you're here to support my brother Malik in the struggle. Because without his voice, they can silence him, they can silence us all. How about that? If they can silence Malik, they can silence us all. If we're out here fighting, what is it all for? Well, we have big corporations that come into our communities and they profit off our black, brown, and white bodies. How could that go down? It's not just happening here in California. It's happening across the world. But guess what? If they're making big dollars and they are paying politicians off to look the other way, then what are we standing here for? What are we fighting for? Free belief. belief. Can we live? When I say can we live, say can we live. Can we live? live? That stop begging for existence and fight for our freedoms that we should have coming to us through the Constitution. Can we live? My name is Ariane Harrington and I'm coming live to you from... The TL about the Bayview community and other communities of color that have been marginalized, not just chemical warfare, but also battling COVID as well. Imagine that. They don't care about us, but we do. We do. We do. We do. We do. We We care. We care. Can we live? Can we live? Can
3: we? Leo. Thank you so much, Brenda was Woo! Powerful words and so important to recognize the persecution that Malik Washington is facing. Malik Washington, who coming out of prison immediately began a paid job as an editor of a newspaper. He has always been committed to excellent, excellent investigative journalism. He did it on the inside, and he's doing it now on the outside ish. Because this isn't really outside when you're inside here, is it? We gotta fight for good paying jobs for our incarcerated community when they are coming out of prison. And Malik, and Malik has that and they're still not happy what will make them happy but you know what we have such beautiful support today uh, progressive san francisco d.a chesa boudin could not be here today but he did send a letter of support and malik washington's partner again managing editor as a baby newbeck brown is going to be reading chesa boudin's letter
4: of support yes all power to the people because really it's all it's all the power of the people that's going to make this change okay we have to stop thinking that we have anything to prove to these people they only have our worst interest at heart they only have their interest at heart remember that okay we are going to claim this narrative we want our people in our community. We want Malik home. We don't have to. We are not going to continue to prove to them anything. We have. We have proven it to each other. So I am going to read this, but I want to say one thing on top of what Malik has done, and this is representative of the other people that are inside. He has made it clear. He said, "Please, please say it's not just about me." It's about all those brothers and sisters that are in there. It's about all the brothers and sisters and our siblings that are behind the walls. This is just emblematic. He's willing to take the hit. He can. And part of it is, and I want everybody inside to know this, we got you. You are not in this alone. And all of these people are out here. This is why we can make this happen. Malik has a job, okay? He's... He has a, a, a meaningful job that he loves. It's not just a job. This is meaningful employment. And he leaves this place having to be patted down. And he has to go back to this place being patted down before he can get inside. And so these kinds of... the Again, this is dehumanizing, okay? I'm losing my thought, but I just want you to know that... Uh, it is a human rights issue. It is a human rights crisis that we are in. Okay? He is being—he's never rewarded. None of these people are report are, are honored, right? And celebrated for when they come back on time, right? They're never celebrated for when they find their job. They're not celebrated when they when they have a, a, a community of support or a loved one. No, they don't. The BLP has denied Malik home confinement. He's paying on an apartment with me, and he can't be there. He, gets to go, he has to come back to this place. And he's not the only one. They can't get home confinement. Because why? Because they're just a body to be exploited. Okay, that's right. The money. Okay, sorry, I'm taking up time that I know is supposed to go to other people. Okay. Chesabudine, thank you, brother. The last four years have shown the need for ensuring that people, as people, especially those in the press, are free and able to tell truth to power. Remember, you have the right to speak truth to power. This is especially so when it comes to issues of public safety including protecting those who are incarcerated or in post-incarceration, restricted living situations from COVID outbreaks. It is deeply concerning when people like Malik Washington, who are devoted to truth-telling, are targeted precisely for trying to ensure that critical information is made public. That is our right to have that information, people. We must stand against attempts to target or prevent people like Malik from speaking out. We must ensure that the truth gets told to protect the vulnerable. Although, although I cannot be with you all in person, I wanted to send support to Malik and to everyone working to fight for racial justice and free press and and safety for those affected by the criminal legal system. Thank you for your advocacy in solidarity. Chesa Boudin, RDA. On inside,
0: we stand in solidarity with you. That's right, Courtney. We stand in solidarity with you, all of you. Let's continue to act in shared humanity, Ubuntu. We got revolutionary love for each other. Really, all power to the people. Have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for joining me today on Prison Focus Radio. Feel free to get in touch with me. Get ready for work week with Steve Seltzer.